What is up, everyone? Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every night. I am excited about tonight's show because we will be talking about the Cowboys offense. We will also have overreaction Monday, and we'll talk about one mistake that I truly believe it is time to talk about and address it in a full episode. So thank you for being with me tonight. Let me just adjust some volumes over here. What is up, everyone? Hope you're okay. Happy Monday night. The game has been fun so far. Burner account, what is up? I see in the YouTube chat saying the flu gets a Michael Parsons shot every year. That is tonight's comment on Michael Parsons. What is up, Burl? Talking about a Kyler Murray bad throw and the fact that people are not crucifying him like they did with Dak Prescott. That's usually the way it goes with America's team, right? And I'm not saying that the Dak Prescott uh, talk hasn't been justified over the past few weeks, but he will always, he will never hear the end of it whenever he makes mistakes. That is uh, um, an unfortunate part of this process. What is up, Stevie Mac, as well? Asking people to hit the like button and, of course, share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. And Stevie Mac saying, you guys definitely don't want to miss Sky's show tomorrow. What Sky has been working on all day is going to be eye-opening for sure. Let's go. Thank you to Stevie Mac for that teaser. What is up, Matt Owen over at YouTube as well. Dayu, Peter, Kenneth, everyone who is joining us. Uh, Charlene Evans for sure. Dallas Junk. Let's get it. Let's start the show officially. And please, if you're here, make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you share the show. And if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Here we go. Let's start the show officially. What is up, everyone, and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On The Man Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire year. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content and, of course, for more Mavericks content as well. Check that out. Alec Cash just posted his three observations on the win over Washington. I published my article on the Cowboys defensive front, something that we briefly discussed last night as well on primetime. I also wrote an article about it. So make sure you check that out. And unfortunately, we do need to start the show with a little bit of bad news. As um, Dallas is saying, as long as, da- as Tyron is back by January, we are solid. And Eric Kidd says over at Facebook, I can't believe that Tyron Smith is hurt again. It is quite unfortunate, but that is the case for the Dallas Cowboys. As you guys know from watching the Washington game, he injured his ankle. And unfortunately, according to head coach Michael McCarthy, it is an aggravation of the same injury that costed uh, the cost Tyron Smith three games a few weeks ago. So the Cowboys really don't know what's ahead for Tyron Smith, maybe, or we don't know as fans 
what is ahead uh, for, for Tyron Smith. But we do know that he will not be playing versus the New York Giants next Sunday. That is definitely unfortunate, even though the Giants are not this defensive front that is going to keep you awake at nights because they're not a team that has been able to generate a lot of pressure throughout the season. However, it sucks that the Cowboys will not have Tyron Smith on their lineup. I will say, I will say though, that there's also a little bit of good news for the Cowboys on the other side of the offensive line because Rapshit reported that there is no suspension coming Lyle Collins' way, which is kind of expected. I don't think that what happened was that big of a deal for Lyle Collins to be suspended at all, but now it is official. So the Cowboys will at least have their starting right tackle versus the Giants. Now, going back to the bad news. So I'm sorry to have you on this roller coaster of emotions, but the Cowboys did have Cedric Wilson test positive for COVID-19. So he's now on the he's now on the COVID-19 list, putting his status in question versus the Giants. And that is another blow to the Cowboys offense, even though he is not one of your starting three wide receivers. Wilson has been able to step up for the Cowboys consistently throughout the entire season. The one time that maybe we didn't see a great performance from Wilson was when the Cowboys basically asked him to be the number two guy in the offense, which is something completely different, right? But yeah, Wilson's status also in question after being placed on the COVID-19 list. We have not seen many players in my... I think we have only seen one of them in the entire NFL be back before 10 days, even when vaccinated. And it was TJ Watt, just a, a few, I think it was a week ago. So probably Wilson will not be ready for Sunday versus the Giants. Burner account says Collins did what the O-line didn't do for Dalton last year. And that is exactly right. And listen, I do think that I prefer... The Cowboys to have a player be involved in a in a scuffle like Lyle Collins was on Sunday than to see what happened last year with Andy Dalton actually versus the same team right because it was also against Washington. What is up, Tommy? Thank you for being here. Thirty-seven players in total were placed in the COVID nineteen list today. I actually think that number went up to thirty-eight after that report was posted. But a lot of COVID-19 cases throughout the entire NFL. So, you know, just a brief reminder to, you know, all the controversy. But, yeah, I, I would invite you to do so and keep your guard up when it comes to the COVID-19 issues, especially now that we are nearing Christmas time. So that is your responsible ADC Sports Dallas primetime message. Then he says, the elephant in the room, Moore's play calling is too predictable. I think this is why our offense is stagnant. I was listening to ADC Sports, uh, I was listening to the Athletics football show this morning, and I was interested by what they said on, the, uh, on their podcast. They were talking about the Cowboys running, running a lot of stop routes on the outside. On third and long for example and that they are not mixing it up like they were at the beginning of the year they also mentioned the fact that the Cowboys have been static on offense and I have not been able to jump into the old 22 tape for last uh, for yesterday's game I will do so tomorrow morning 
but it has been something that we have been able to notice, right? The fact that the Cowboys maybe are not using as much emotion as they were at the beginning of the year. That is forcing defenses to be a little bit more aggressive uh, on certain run situations as well, not even in pass situations only. So yeah, the Cowboys offense has gone a little bit predictable and that kind of sucks. And the fact that, you know, we're talking about stop routes on the outside really brings us back to the Scott Linehan and Jason Garrett days. We don't want to go back to that. Hopefully that ends soon. And hopefully the Cowboys are able to adjust in December. Stevie Mack says, I'll give McGovern a little bit of a break. The whole offensive line is a freaking mess. And being someone with limited experience like him is probably making it even harder for him. And that brings me to the first question of the show. Actually, let's talk about the Cowboys offensive line. And my question is, and we will get to, by the way, we will get to what Dario is saying. This is a championship defense now. I have one number for you because last night I asked myself and I asked you guys in the show out loud, when was the last time that the Cowboys had this kind of a defense? And just after we, just after we posed that question here in the show, I came across a number that answers it. So I'm interested in that. Matt Owen sharing this interesting stat as well. We're passing out of 11 personnel 72% of the time. That's way too high and makes the defense's job easy. I'm actually impressed by the fact that it's 72% of the time. I do wonder, and I don't know if Matt has been, uh, you know, jumping on this as because that's an interesting stat. Shout out to Matt. Great job. I would ask Matt if, if that's ruling out situations like two-minute drills and, and stuff like that, or is that in neutral situations? That's, some, that's a question that, that I came up with just by reading that. I, I would ask Matt. I don't know if he has done that deep of a dive, but thank you to Matt. Shout out to him. That is a great stat over there in, in the YouTube for you guys tonight because, in my opinion, it is time for the Cowboys to admit to this costly mistake on offense. Who should the Cowboys start next Sunday at left guard, in your opinion? Would you start Connor Williams or would you start? Because I understand what Stevie Mack meant by saying that, you know, the Cowboys, that, that we should give McGovern a little bit of a break. And I kind of agree with, with Stevie Mack in, in, briefly, but I also think that it is time to pluck Connor Williams back on that offensive line. I do think that it's, it was a mistake from the Cowboys. They gambled and they lost, in my opinion. The Cowboys coaching staff decided that they would gamble on none other than Connor McGovern for, in my opinion, two reasons. One of them, the fact that Connor Williams became a player that was being called by offensive holding. Ah, excuse me. <clears throat> I don't know what happened there. That was being called for a lot of offensive holding penalties, especially late in the game. That was the number one reason why the Cowboys coaching staff maybe decided to plug Connor McGovern instead of Williams. Then the number two reason, in my opinion, would be the Williams contract situation. The fact that he's set to hit free agency in 2022. And I hate it. I, I would hate it if that is the case because... In my opinion, the Cowboys should be making decisions in terms of only 2021 because this is not a team that is in rebuilding mode. This is a team that is in 
honestly, win now mode, not in the sense of, you know, the Cowboys have a short window to win because I don't think that is necessarily true, but more in the sense of this is a team with the talent to be a Super Bowl contender. So I do think that it is time to plug Connor Williams back in. And I see that you guys agree with me in the chat mostly. Williams, Williams, Williams is the answer over here in the YouTube chat and in the Facebook chat. But here's the thing why I believe that this needs to happen now, right now. The Cowboys are set to play next weekend without Tyron Smith. Now, it is the New York Giants, I will give you that. And this is the team, the second lowest pressure rate in the NFL belongs to the New York Giants. So maybe we're not that scared about Dak Prescott being chased around the field next Sunday because, again, this is the second lowest. This is the team with the second lowest pressure rate in the entire football league, in the entire NFL, excuse me, according to pro football reference. So knowing that, we know that we shouldn't be that afraid of the Giants' defensive front. But there's two players that make them an actual threat sometimes and that is Leonard Williams and that is Dexter Lawrence both first rounders for the New York Giants both quality defensive tackles that are probably the best unit in that Giants defense and without Tyron Smith I just think that you need to do the most to protect Dak Prescott not only to keep him healthy but more than anything because we're talking about a Cowboys offense that hasn't been able to find its mojo And you have a Washington game after this Giants matchup on Sunday. And then after that Washington game that will also be important, you're facing the Arizona Cardinals on a Week 16, Week 17 matchup. And this is the perfect, if you ask me, this is a perfect opportunity for the Cowboys to use their next two divisional games as a ramp-up period to face one of the best teams in the entire NFC. So I think that right now is the moment in which you can bet on the Cowboys. You can bet on, on Connor Williams and make that change. Now, it is fair to say Leonard Williams is not expected to play as Matt Owen is saying. I do think that he isn't ruled out yet, though. Am I wrong in this? May, uh, I saw that he was questionable. I'm not sure if I missed the fact that he was out. And if I, do, and if I did, I apologize. However, I will say that, you know, Connor Williams needs to be plucked back into that offensive lineup. Dak playing like crap for over a month now, says Eric Kidd. Hey, Dak Prescott has been in his lump. No one is, you know, fighting that, I believe. But I, I am not that worried about Dak Prescott. I got to be honest with you. I got to be honest with you. I don't think that, I don't think that uh, Dak Prescott will be an issue in January. Hopefully I'm not wrong and I see why we're worried about Dak Prescott. Oh, Dave says that I don't know that I don't know anything about this team. Thank you Dave and thank you to be listening to me. Even still. <laughs> I missed the start of the show says Tommy over at YouTube. What was Tyron Smith's injury update? He is out for Sunday versus the Giants as coach Mike McCarthy said. Uh it is it is an ankle injury and it, it is actually an aggravation of his previous injury this season though. So, yeah, Tyron Smith is out for Sunday. UTIP says, if that gets a 10 quarterback rating again against the Giants, I have no hope, says UTIP. Hey, hopefully that is not the case. It would be 
It is a perfect game to bounce back, in my opinion. It is a perfect game for the offense to bounce back. Second lowest pressure rate in the league. Hopefully that will happen. And as, and as uh, Charlene Evans is saying, Tommy, you were correct from the morning show. Lyle will not be suspended. That is now something that Ratchet reported. Mr. Master Fitness says, this window is short because we are paying a lot of guys big money. That is fair. I do think that the Cowboys have a lot of young talent that, in my opinion, will keep them in the mix for a long time. But yeah. Anyways, I would start Connor Williams next Sunday. I don't know that they will, though. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. But I believe that Connor McGovern is struggling a little bit in run blocking. I am a little bit concerned about that. We also see Connor McGovern pushed around a lot in the offensive line. All, there have been some dangerous plays in which he's pushed to Dak Prescott's legs, and we don't like seeing that, I believe. I know that Williams' penalties were tough to watch, but I would much rather have him on the lineup because I believe he is a better left guard. And I think that the Cowboys have played their cards right by plugging Lyle Collins back as their starting right tackle. And I believe that is your best five. But yeah, who do you think wants McGovern playing? Asks Burner Account. McCarthy or Jones? I really don't know. And you could make the argument for both of them. I think that from one point of view, you can say that Jones wants to play McGovern in hopes of, you know, having him for next season under contract already and because they don't want to pay Connor Williams in 2022. You could make that argument, but also you could make the argument for McCarthy and maybe just holding him accountable for all the, of the penalties that he made in, in the beginning of the year. Hopefully it's not that. Hopefully it's not Jones making this call. I will tell you that. Hopefully that is not the case. And I don't think that is, by the way. I think that McCarthy does have the entire authority on this team. Roy Fletcher says, Cap is predicted to go up. Start Williams only gets penalties when overpowered. I, I agree with that. Coe should have control of who plays and doesn't, like Six's burner account. I do think it's McCarthy in, in terms of him not being manipulated by the Jones, though, now that I think about it. I understand that is usually a problem with the fan base, the fact that we think that the Jones are super involved with the coaching decisions. I've never been too high on that narrative, though. I, I, I might be wrong, but I do think that McCarthy has the authority on, on, on saying who plays and who doesn't. So, yeah. Anyways, moving on to the defensive side of things, because I want to talk about this because I was excited about it. Last night, we posed the question here in the show, when was the last time that the Cowboys had a defense that it was that that it was this good, right? When have we seen the Cowboys with these sort of defensive playmakers? Because we didn't know how far back we needed to go to find the answer. Where well in the athletic, they made a jump into the EPA numbers for the defenses historically for the Cowboys. And I know that we mentioned 2007 and 2009, Matt Owen is saying 2009 and Burner Account is saying 2007 or 2009. Well, that might be the case, but according to these numbers only, and this is EPA, so that is expected points added from the defense. Right now, the Cowboys rank fifth in the NFL after the first 14 weeks of the season. Fifth in the NFL, a top five unit. You would need to go back 
not to 2007, not to the Tony Romo years, to find a defense of the Cowboys that has been ranked higher than 12th in EPA. You would need to go back to 2003 when Quincy Carter was a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm going to say it again because I am very impressed by this. There hasn't been a defense, a Cowboys defense, ranked better than 12th since 2003. And forget about ranking better than 12. The Cowboys today are the fifth best defense in the entire NFL. And they are actually fourth if you take combined defense and special teams. Burner account says 2003, that is sad. That is not only, that, this isn't the, the, the saddest that it gets is that during the Tony Romo years, and don't worry, I will not get into the whole Romo-Prescott debate. Let's be all grown-ups here in the show. Let's not get into that debate at all. It is 2021. But I found this stat even more sad. The Cowboys ranked 24th in defense and special teams combined EPA during the the, the Tony Romo years. 24th in the NFL during that span. Whew! (laughs) But hey... Isn't that exciting to have a defense this good? Fifth in the EPA, in EPA after 14 weeks. That is not a coincidence. That is not your defense being opportunistic and taking the ball away from opponents in key moments. That is a defense that doesn't need the takeaways in order to continue to show, to, to show up week in and week out. Since 2003, that is a long, long time. Mike Seymour days, as Matt Owen is saying. That is right. Who? Quincy could not pass, says Beryl Keeler. <laughs> yeah. We're going from the outhouse to the penthouse on defense, says Eric Kidd. That is exactly right. Tommy says, wow, I didn't realize it had been that long. It has been that long. And, I, I, and, we, don't, and we know that the Cowboys' defense is not perfect. We know, that they, we know that it isn't perfect, but still, this is a great unit. And with Gregory back and Gallimore back and Lawrence back, we're, we're likely just about to see the best this defense has to have us, has to give us, excuse me. And Trevon Diggs playing some great football versus Terry McLaurin. I know that he's gotten some hate on the yards allowed statistics and things like that, but he had himself one of his best games of the year versus McLaurin even though he didn't have the interception. And we kept Garrett over Sean Payton. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Owen says, aside from takeaways, Dallas is number two in third point conversion, in third down conversion against. Then he says, Dan Queen is the man, got our defense on track. That is my one concern about this defense, though, right now. The fact that Dan Queen might not stick around in Dallas for long. Hopefully he does, because it would be nice to have him for a few years here. So that will take us all the way to Overreaction Monday. I have three statements for you guys tonight, and you know the the rules here. And by the way, thank you to Ray Hecker, saying love your show and your knowledge. I appreciate it, Ray, a lot. He says, we just beat a team that won four in a row, and we are still bitching. Defense is on fire. We will be all right. Defense is on fire. And I also believe that the Cowboys offense will bounce back. This is such a talented unit not to bounce back. This set of wide receivers, 
this offensive line because I know that we have some concerns about the offensive line, including at left guard and center. But this is still this is still a unit that has been able to behave itself for most of the season. For most of the year, they were one of the units to allow the, le- the least pressures in the NFL. Maybe not number one and definitely not the same kind of offensive line that we saw in 2016 and 2014. But this is not a bad offensive line or anything like that. It is not even average. It is well above average. I will call it a very good unit, even though we have one or two concerns about the unit as a whole. And even though we're now a little bit concerned about Tyron Smith's health status, though. But yeah. Dallas has had tons of talent for a long time, Mo. It's a matter of putting it all together and rising to the occasion. And I know I know that the Cowboys are not that offense right now. But what I'm trying to say is this team has the talent to bounce back and be what they were in September and October. And even Kellen Moore. I know that Kellen Moore's, uh, it has been a two-side story this season. The first two months of the season and the last two. And I know that he's struggling right now, but I also trust Kellen Moore to be able to learn from this experience and maybe just bounce back from it all. I blame this all on Rowdy, worst mascot in the league, says Matt Owen. I don't know, Moses, Tommy. I'm officially worried about the offense. I still believe that they have the talent to bounce back. Hopefully that happens. But anyways, moving on to overreaction Monday and the first statement of the day is of the night. The Cowboys' defense is championship caliber. Is that a fair reaction or is that an overreaction? And I assume that most people will answer that it is a fair reaction. But I'm a little bit curious about maybe some people still haven't bought in and maybe some people still believe it's all about the takeaways. But I think it is a fair reaction. This defense is able to to generate pressure consistently. This team is no longer dependent on the takeaways. I believe that even though they allow some big plays, that even though they're far from perfect and they have one or two issues, I believe that this is a defense that can really put some elite offenses in tough spots in the playoffs. And that, to me, qualifies as a fair reaction. A lot of people saying fair. Burner account goes with overreaction. Clayton goes with fair. Uh, Chuck says overreaction. Stevie Max says, need to see our defense go against the Cardinals first. That week 17 test will be very fun to watch. Fair right now, says Tommy, it is week to week. But hey, I do believe that it is fair. And I'm not saying that these are the... Baltimore Ravens defense when they won the Super Bowl or the Broncos defense when they won the Super Bowl in in Super Bowl 50. I'm not saying that they're there yet, but I do believe that they can face some of these top offenses in the league and punch them in the mouth, in the trenches. That is what I'm the most excited about, and we talked about it last night. The fact that, the fact that this is a team that just got Neville Gallimore back, that they have been able to generate pressure on the inside and the outside, At first, a few weeks ago, Michael was killing it, but the Cowboys as a unit were average in terms of pressure rate. Right now, they're not. And even though they rank fourth right now in the NFL, two of those teams that rank in the top three are blitz-heavy teams like the Chiefs. That is not the case for the Cowboys. They're more or less average in terms of blitz rate. 
a little bit below blitz rate, if I'm not mistaken, actually. But yeah, I will say fair reaction. Moving on to the next overreact, to the next statement, more than anything, is Tom Brady is a clear-cut MVP. Fair reaction or overreaction? So as you guys know, we always take a look at the entire NFL in this segment. So do you believe that after 14 weeks of the season, do you believe that Tom Brady being the clear-cut MVP is a fair reaction or is it an overreaction? I kind of think the time is running out in the MVP race. There was Josh Allen at some point, but it will be tough for him to win it now. Uh, you have Kyler Murray playing some top-tier football, but he has missed a lot of games that will affect him in the MVP race. You have Aaron Rodgers, who is the one guy that I believe can still compete with him. Dario comes up with this question, and he says, is Tampa really that good? I kind of believe that they are. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think that right now they're the number one team in the NFC. I was a little bit hesitant to jumping on that bandwagon, maybe, but, but I, I believe that right now they're the top team. They're the team to beat. I will say that it is a fair reaction just because time is running, running out and the rest of this schedule is easy for, for the Bucs. They have an easy schedule left, and I believe it is his award to lose, and I have my doubts that he will. Then he says over. Peter Reese says over. Tommy goes with over as well. Uh, Crystal says fair. Eric Kitts says way overreaction. Alfonso says that Rodgers has a chance. That is the one guy. That is the one man right now that can compete with Tom Brady for the MVP award. I cannot see anyone uh, fighting for that spot. Mr. Master says Arizona. Arizona is the top team. Hey, Arizona has had a lot of doubters this season. And I think that I have been including, I have been included in them. And I actually, that is the reason why I picked them to win on tonight's game. But I don't know. If the Cardinals and the Bucs play tomorrow in the playoffs, who are you picking, right? And that is where I say I'm taking the Bucs on that game. I would love to be proven wrong, though. I would love to watch this Cardinals team because I'm excited about the defense for the Cardinals. Now, one more statement before I leave you tonight. The Bills, who have been in a tough position in recent weeks, with the Patriots surging and the Chiefs making a comeback late in the season. Do you believe that the, Chief, that the Bills, the Buffalo Bills, are no longer a top three team in the AFC? Is that a fair reaction or is that an overreaction? The Bills are no longer a top three team in the AFC. What do you guys think about that one? Is that a fair reaction or an overreaction? I will be quick to say overreaction. I still see the Buffalo Bills as a top three team in the, in the AFC. And to me, it comes down to the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm not ranking them. It is, it is a tough one, as Bernard County is saying. I knew I would get you guys with this one. I think right now that the top three in the AFC is the Kansas City Chiefs, the Patriots, because even though they have a rookie quarterback, darn it, they're good, both in offense and on defense, and they can control that line of scrimmage very well. And then at number, I'm not ranking them, and then the, the third team that I would mention is the Buffalo Bills. 
I still believe that they're a top team in the in the AFC. People are people are here and there with that one. Charlene goes with fair reaction. Dennis goes with fair. Burl Killer does say over. Austin says over reaction. Fair, they have failed against top teams. And they were able to do some great stuff versus Brady in the second half of, of Sunday's game. The, the, this defense is so good. I'm a little bit concerned about the Bills' offense because they have not been able to run the football and Josh Allen has also been struggling a little bit. But I believe that they have the pieces to put it together late in, later in the season. And I know that later in the season means right now. But the reason why I still have the Bills as a top three team in the AFC is because of their defense. I was concerned when they lost cornerback to Davies White. But even after that absence, they have proven that they can mix things up in their secondary. And I'm excited about that as well. They have one more game versus the Patriots. That will be an exciting matchup for sure. Because I believe that they still can mix up some stuff on defense. Last time that the Patriots had to face them, they didn't have to throw the football. That might change the second time around. And I actually think that I will lean toward the Bills on that game. Who else is there in the AFC, though, says Tom Downey's burner account? The Colts? The Bengals, maybe? I know that they have lost two straight, but this Bengals team is also good. Uh, I think that they played a quite a football game versus the 49ers, even though they lost it. Jesse Bates dropped the pick six that would have ended it. You also have the Chargers, by the way. And the Chargers are a little bit of a wild card. They have been inconsistent. But when Justin Herbert is playing well, he is such a freak. And he can put in some throws that are amazing. So, yeah. Cold weather teams, Bills, Pats, Chiefs, and Ravens. Hey, by the way, uh, I, uh, some of the worst games for Dak Prescott have been in cold weather. And that is something to, t- to think about. Some of the, the worst games of his career, most of them, I think about, there, someone tweeted out this stat, but most of them have been in cold weather. Fair Titans are done without Henry, says Roy. That is something that I agree, I agree with. Uh, Austin says, process of elimination, the AFC North teams you can trust, and I think that the Ravens are dealing with a lot of stuff, and I agree with that. Uh, the Bengals are good. The Bengals wasted these last two games. They would be in such a great position. I don't trust the Steelers. The Colts are coming on, not there yet. The Titans not offensively strong. Patriots led by Belichick will be a tough out. I'm so excited to watch the Patriots in January because it is the eternal question. Can a rookie quarterback win in the playoffs? We have never seen a, a rookie quarterback earn a, a win a Super Bowl, but it is such a good team on both fronts an offense and a defense, and they have a defense full of hybrids, and that is so fun to watch. So, yeah. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me on tonight's show. I really appreciate your support. I appreciate the fact that you chose to listen to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. We are here every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. And, of course, make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content, and for more Mavericks content as well. The Mavs, who have a rough season and, a, and an interesting situation in the coaching aspect. Make sure you check it out, adcsports.com slash Dallas, for more Cowboys team. 
Uh, and Pippity Pal says, yo, Mo, did you play American football in any team like Pee Wee or high school? I played one season of high school football here in Mexico, and I tore my ACL in the game in which I played the most because I was a backup running back. I was a backup running back. I, of course, was not a starter, but I the game in which I was made a special team starter and I was having a good game. I was doubled in punt coverage as a gunner. And then about in the third or fourth quarter, I I, I tore my ACL and that was it. <laughs> then it says, great show. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you to all of you and your, and your great comments. Uh, I appreciate them all. Mo played the mic on his 4-3 defense unit. I did not. I definitely did not. Anyways, guys, that will be it for me tonight. Thank you for joining me. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. And I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you, guys.